In 2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 103 and from 1989. This is Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. Uh, let's listen to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. This is just a quick reminder that Russell went on a date and his hotel room was full of bugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, 403, my hotel room number. I need assistance, oh, no. but not a plumber. Someone left the door open and it wasn't me. And now the buggies oh, no. have us outnumbered. Going on a date and it's happening soon. So I get a nice hotel room. We open the door. We leave on a light. We have a million roommates that night. Go to the front desk and I ask them, please, can they find another room for me? I was hoping for some kissing and hugging, but now it turns out this whole room is bugging. Grab a can of Raid and go inside. I commit bug genocide. Well, the bugs in the room, my style is cramping. I paid for a room, but it feels like camping. Gotta clean up the bugs, so I grab a towel. Can't wait to hit the winery tomorrow. Hoping she was screaming like hits hysteria. But we just got a bad case of malaria. Three, it's my room number. It's full of bugs, oh. and we can't slumber. <laughs> There's crickets, and I think I see some centipedes. This isn't good, and that's a huge bummer. <laughs> when you want to get around the greatest, listen. There's no crawling. <laughs> Russell having a room of bugs I don't think was talked about enough in the last episode, honestly. Is that all we talked about? I I probably won't listen to it. I told multiple people, like, hey, did it Russell's better. in a room full of bugs. They're like, what? And I was like, hey, listen to the podcast if you want to hear more. Listen, this is Beck Did It Better. We are up to 103. We're talking about De La Soul. And I've got three guys who haven't seen this much sampling since they went to Costco. Since they went to Costco. Uh, except for Aaron, of course, has never been to a Costco famously. So for him, he calls True, it his... never been to Costco. He, I've never, never been either. Been. Oh. Half of this podcast has oh, never been to a see, podcast. Oh, oh my God. So I've also yeah, never been. So I've never been to a Sam's oh. Club. I've never been to a Costco. <laughs> I also don't believe in coupons either. Yeah. Russell is, Russell is holding on to two giant dollar dollar hot dogs when he say that. So I don't believe him. I think he has been to Costco. Uh, but as Aaron calls it, his vegetable collective for the good of the comrades in the Bay. That's where he goes instead of Costco. That's where he goes. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what I'm about. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, that's okay. a good one I said about my own joke. Thank you very much. Not nervous at all about how this is going to work out today. I've got Matt Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, great. I could go for a few uh those little wieners wrapped in bacon or something right now. Well, That'd be uh, good, Sam. Are you on the right podcast yeah. or what? Uh, Aaron's like, huh? Uh, I've got Russell. Now, Russell has an interesting situation today. Russell is up in northern Minnesota. He is calling, he is zooming from his phone, which has required him to turn his video off. So what we're looking at is just a big R. Okay. So we don't get to see Russell's normally expressive R. face where he looks concerned or stressed or all that stuff. And he, there is a little bit of a delay, so we might have to adjust his audio a little bit. Definitely going to make him sing along with the song tonight. I think that's going to be good. I've got Russell, Northern Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing tonight? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be bugs in my hotel room or fake drinks on boats so strangers don't loom? Gambling at wine tastings, it ain't make-believe, and it makes my date cry. 
But when it comes to pulling a Russell, it's just me, myself, and I. Yes. Okay, so I'm actually going to leave in. At that moment, I'm going to leave in how long we actually waited for Russell to talk because it is so funny. Uh, But for the rest of this, I will be editing it so it sounds good. So, Russell, if it sounds like we're interrupting you, I swear to God we're not. We have just time traveled to now. Uh, we're not in the past like you are. Now we're Russell's now. watching. Russell's like, "Hey, did you guys just see this movie that just came out? Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. That's how far behind he is on the Zoom." Uh, and I've got Aaron, who was recently telling me he's so upset that Biden is making uh, jewels illegal, jewels illegal, because he doesn't know who's going to save our soul now. Who's going to save our soul? Jewel. It's a double. I get it. Okay. Go. I get it. Rosie in uh, <sighs> Oakland. How are you doing, Rosie? Let's get in right into it today, guys. We don't have time. Okay. I don't have time to talk to you about actually, I did have dandruff growing up and it was like, and you know what? I just use, what are you guys, what are you guys doing for shampoo right now? I am just using head and shoulders dandruff shampoo. It's two in one. I know it's like if I was in the dating scene, I'd get made fun of that if somebody came over and saw that. Don't care. I haven't had dandruff in, I don't know, 30 years. I, but I am so paranoid about it that I am still on the head and shoulders bandwagon. I will never switch shampoos. That will be the shampoo I use on my last day here on earth. What are you guys doing shampoo-wise? Anything fancy? Uh, whatever they've got at Lifetime. Sitting in the oh my god, you're using the yellow stuff or the green stuff or whatever. Yeah, I haven't taken a shower at home in like four weeks. I don't know what. Well, I've been up north, (laughs) and then you go to Lifetime. They got free nice towels there. You get a nice you know sauna in while you're for your shower. Are you okay, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Wait a minute, Matt's background moves. He's just in his car. He's got a picture of his house at the back of his car that makes us think he's in his basement. (laughs) Oh no, he's living out of his car. There was a you know. Just a sidetrack. There was a, a track coach down at our alma mater, St. Olaf, and I forget the guy's name, but he was there for like 35 years, the track coach. And he famously went like four and a half years without taking a shower at home because he was just, he was at school every day, right? And it's free water there and stuff like that. And free. so that was the big I'm story. Like weekends and summers. This. Why is he? Yeah. No. Why is he's he there? People? He's Why? there all the time. He would. <laughs> he lives two blocks from campus and would go up there every day. So free, free, free water. I, I just don't but think you should jack off at work. I think that's wrong. I don't think you should do that. Okay. <laughs> Call me crazy. Okay. If that's so wrong, you, I want to be right. You lay down in your shower. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine walking into the college coaching shower room, Matt, and there was some guy laying down? Would you just turn and run out of there? Or what would you do? Yeah, immediate 180. Yep. I would immediately <laughs> totally. be suspicious as, to, as soon as you turn your water down to not so hot because you know you're going to get super sweaty anyway. So you're like, oh, I can't have the hot water on. I got to have the cold water on, but not too cold. No. You don't want it too cold because that has the opposite effect as well. So you got to kind of. I make it about 98.6 degrees, human body temp. Listen, this is too early to be getting into all this, I think. Uh, no, Aaron's no. giving me a big nod. He wants to actually well, talk more Aaron about it. Aaron doesn't no. use shampoo anymore, does he? No, I just use soap. I don't have some hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't it's even just think about that. I mean, it's just like, why don't you use soap? I'm, That's sexual harassment. Aaron, I'm working on it. I'm going to get better. I'm trying to get better. Okay? I'm <laughs> sorry about that. That's not even that weird. Just yeah. Better. Aaron's like, what washcloth do you guys use to wash your huge dicks? And I'm like, oh, no. All right, let's get to the voicemail. Well, it's like it's about our listeners, right? 
All right. Today's voicemail. Hi, guys. Great job on the show so far. Loving oh, every great. minute Glad of it. it. Wait till today's uh, show. I'm just curious, as now you are all music experts, what Disney song do you feel is the greatest Disney song of all time? I'll go first. Oh, wow. I think oh. it's Stand Out from the Goofy movie. Bye. Oh. Well, I, don't, I don't know that one. Some people settle for the typical thing. Living all their lives waiting. Oh, it's kind of fun. Now. Kind of like a Michael Jackson kind of a thing. This yeah. doesn't sound like a Disney song. This just sounds like a pop song put in a Disney movie. Oh, wow. I think it's weird when Goofy starts singing about Africa. Like and dressing up like an Egyptian. Remember that weird part of Michael Jackson's career where he was like, where he was like, I'm gonna dress up like an Egyptian. Everybody was just like, whoa, that is weird. Do you don't remember, remember the, the time? time, the time? Oh, yeah, yeah, remember the time. Yeah. Oh man, it, and he and you were like, wait, you're Egyptian now, like that. And then he went to a Aliens starship with his sister. Was yeah. that black and black or white? Where they yeah. were playing the video game. Oh, I remember yeah. that because I was like, is this the shitty video game they have in the future? This video game sucks. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Is uh, uh, what, what is your favorite Disney movie? Now, I did text you guys ahead of time, okay? And uh, I got a text back from everybody, but uh, except for one of us, okay? One of us <laughs> didn't text back and it could have been anybody. We don't know who it is. Um, so... You can tell the age of that caller. I think that caller is approximately five years younger than us. If they care, I was say thirty-eight. Yep. Yeah. 38. If they care about the Goofy movie at all, a movie I couldn't care less about, it could be wiped off the face of the planet. Yet when I went to YouTube to get that video, every comment on there is like, "This is the best Disney song ever. This is so great. People love the Disney movie, the Goofy movie." And I'm like, "When, I don't even, when did the Goofy so movie come people out?" People who hate, yeah, people who hate the movie don't go on YouTube just to put a comment in the comment section on the song that this is the worst Disney movie. Well, I mean, it's a little bit, I bet it's biased, a, right? I bet it's a, a teacher or someone who's got their whole summer off to come up with stupid questions like that. Right. It has got to be a teacher. Not that I know, but you know, some, some teachers are actually like thinking about the curriculum and actually recharging the batteries. Uh, and some of them are sleeping till like 1130 on the day where they're supposed to release the podcast and maybe not getting that quite done yet. Uh, because maybe they ate too much prime rib the night before that they had cooked. But, you know, every teacher is different. <laughs> Goofy movie, by the way, came out in 1995. Yeah, so it definitely is like that one at all. Don't it's a time where, you know, I think us as we were in high school at that time, you know, we were making out like we were we were cutting holes in the popcorn boxes. We we're doing all that. Meanwhile, middle school kids are at home watching Goofy movie. If I was going to see Mulan and Pocahontas, like who was watching the Goofy movie and when you could be yeah. watching those other classics? confused look at aaron saying he went and saw mulan and and i did and i saw him in the theater <laughs> i totally saw him in the theater he's doing the one with the two female leads to make us look like shit fuck yeah, you aaron what a dick uh, yeah trying to trying to make us look bad i saw hercules in the theater too i saw all of them i went to all i the did movies. i now i did see hercules in the theater <laughs> yeah, okay, nobody's see? favorite disney movie by the way no, nobody's like james oh, woods yeah, yeah i love i love hercules now i gotta say james wood has done some interesting stuff i don't know if you follow him on twitter now <laughs> he's got some cool stuff coming out now but that's a really uh, viewpoint matt what I is mean, your to favorite be, disney song well the, instantly the the first song i thought of was let it go but i think it's a little bit of a recency bias mm -hmm. you know with frozen um you know the circle of life from lion king i just very, can't very think of any of the old ones you know but uh there's so many 
so many better than that Goofy song. I don't know how we came up with that one, but <laughs> strange you know, choice. We, we, we could just we could list them all. But I think won't. Aladdin. Aladdin had some bangers yep. on there. Yep. You know. Um, I think yeah, the Little Mermaid had three or four, right? Kiss the girl. I mean, that, kiss, that was a you, you guys. Was, a you, guys are, you guys, are, yeah, you guys yeah. are all whiffing on the big one here. I, 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 can I just jump in before you? Please, she said. Yeah. Please. yeah, the greatest, the greatest Disney song ever, without question, is from Beauty and the Beast. It's Gaston. I'm especially good at expectorating. What is good at expectorating. <laughs> When I was a lad, I ate four dozen when eggs. When I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every day morning to help me get large. And now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs, so I'm roughly the size of a barge. Now, that, you are 1,000% right, Russ, because you texted me, please pick the Gaston song from Beauty and the Beast. I had already done it because that was my pick. And I had gone to that same place where he was talking about eating so many eggs that he's as large as a barge. There's 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 not a better Disney song than that. That's that's the A1, that's the A1 player on the board, right? That's the king on the chessboard. It's such a good song that you feel bad for Gaston when he tries to kill the hero at the end and yeah. then falls off a thing and dies. And you're like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. I like that guy. Well, that, mean, to be fair, the, the hero of the thing was like a, a werewolf beast, which in any other world, <laughs> like people would have said that thing needs to go. Right. I, that's what I, Gaston did. I'm not going to lie. He said the beast has to go. <laughs> when that beast and that lady were having that relationship, I was kind of like, oh, I like yeah. this a lot. <laughs> there's there's also the line in that song where it's and every last inch of me is covered with hair that just kind of makes me feel good about myself, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not every celebrated inch. enough by common by common people yeah. right now, right? Yeah, all the way to the tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, and you know what? Sometimes when you get older, that actually happens that you have to shave that. I think it's weird because <laughs> you can't shave it when it's soft. So you gotta like turn the water to ninety seven point eight degrees, <laughs> then start shaving. You gotta be Lie so down. so careful. We we are gonna have a manscaping sponsor by the end of this two hundred episodes. Well, another oh. hundred episodes, manscape is gonna be with us. Oh, I well, you know, for speedo season, I'm not gonna lie, I did have to do some manscaping, and it was extensive and dangerous it was there's a lot of like manscaping there was a lot of like blind alleys and turns that i had to do it like i hope this is going to work and i hope there's not something there i don't expect because i was using my safety razor so it was like a whole like i was using an actual blade it was scary stuff i was asking my nieces and nephews about the the greatest disney hits and actually one of them was telling me that a new song just broke like the record for disney like highest on the yeah. chart or something don't we don't talk about bruno. about bruno i'd never even heard of this movie or the song have oh, you yeah, guys the, everybody loves that oh, yeah it's a yeah Canto, oh. great great flick yeah they it's it if, if you're a teacher that song is is going crazy now russell i did i was mad at you because i picked guest on and i was going to make fun of you um, but you're so far in the past right now. I, it feels bad. It feels like I'm picking on a child. It feels like I'm picking on a younger person actually doing that. Oh, so it's fine. Yeah. He's so probably going to be, be good and not pick on people. Yeah. Well, it's Russell. I mean, he's so sweet. Here's the thing is that I am going to pick instead a very similar character, although not the bad guy, but a very, I, there's something about Disney characters when they are super boisterous males that I can relate to. I don't know what it is. It's weird. I don't know. It's, you know, I, maybe it's just who I want to be, but you're welcome. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. We also talked about this one with my nieces and nephews, and they love this one. They were singing along. This is a jam. This song is so good. Now, I'm not going to lie. If you listen, The Rock is not singing. 
he is talking melodically. He's making it work. And it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, man. That guy can write a song. It's it's crazy that you would be like, hey, let's have The Rock sing a song and then it works. Like, you just, you automatically should just win every award ever. Yeah. Now, Aaron, you sent me originally, you wanted me to play Zippity Doodah. During this. Now, I'm not going to do that because that is actually pretty offensive. I don't know if you realize that that song has been canceled. Oh, oh God, I've been thinking about that joke all day. Oh, I'm just going to bask in it for felt, a little bit. Felt good. Felt good to get that one off. I, I, was, I was borderline searching for it on YouTube and I was like, no, work computer can't yeah, be doing that. Actually, get me in trouble. Uh, Rosie, what is your favorite Disney song? My favorite is Un Poco Loco from Coco. This one, a good I one. Can, can I ask you what? guys when you were when you're thinking about Disney movies? One of my nieces said, "Well, what about Toy Story?" And I said, "Isn't that Pixar?" And yeah. they said, "Well, that's owned by Disney now." So what? So that's what I was going to bring up. Pixar movies yeah. count in Disney World or not? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So that, so uh, what is it? You've got a friend in me by Toy Story. So I, obviously, I'm looking at a list now. I googled it, but like, I mean, there's there's an unbelievable huge list of Disney songs that are way better than that goofy song. But, you know, <laughs> you've got a friend <laughs> like me, upset about this. you know, again, I didn't think of that as a Disney movie, Russell, I'm with you. And so yeah, no, apparently it's Disney Pixar. So you, you, know, you got so a friend yeah. in me is not better than the Gaston song. It's, it's just not like, there's no, there's oh, no, there's no, better than you got a friend in in me. there's no expectorating. There's no. nobody covered in hair <laughs> and there's no. definitely nobody's <laughs> who's roughly the size of a barge. I mean, if Woody was talking about how much hair he had, I would be all about it. I would be listening to that. No problem. Yeah, right. If it inspires that kind of performance from Russell, it's got to be up there. There's maybe maybe this person who asked this, maybe they're like some PhD student who mm-hmm. is like doing a deep dive into what is oh, your yeah. favorite Disney song and you know, Rosie's bringing up Un Poco Loco. I'm saying friend like me and let it go. All this stuff and Rob and Russell are talking about these boisterous male no, man, I think Heathens. it's, I just think mm, it's a, something there. I think it's a mm. high school teacher's got their summer off and has got nothing better to do. Pretty that sure. Pretty well. sure. <laughs> All right. You got me. You Let's got get into rolling going. Uh, now I will say, I think it's impressive, Aaron, that you by far had the most current movie. What everybody's up to. Uh, all right, let's get into rolling going. Rosie, how's it going with you, rolling going? Oh, man, it's going really great. We, um, so just, we moved on Friday. We uh, bought our Congrats. first house. Awesome. Thank you. And so just got to start off with just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more triumphant music, but like you buy a house. Like this. Yeah. You buying a house is so great, era. Rosie. Nice job. Thank you. But it's the end of an era for this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm right. One Wrong. less thing Rob can make fun of Rosie for. Yeah, I mean, the house <laughs> that we bought still isn't that big. I'm sitting here in the laundry room, but I mean, yeah, just like to start off, just like Matt's infinite, like, what's that? Infinite gratitude to like my parents, my wife, my son, anyone who ever gave me a job, just like to have bought yep. a house is just big like such a dream. Those- Big up to all those people who helped you with the financing, the loan officer people. Big yep. props, big ups. <laughs> big props. Thank you so much for helping out. <laughs> Thanks for, for being so convenient, being so nice line. to me. Yeah, Very absolutely. easy. But uh, I, did, I learned some things. Title I workers, some things. those title workers. I mean, to get that title commitment, that's no joke. They put a lot of work into like searching the plat and surveys, right? You just wait. I got some thoughts about that. 
Uh, yeah, the title workers, shout out to them. Shout out to Chicago Title, everybody who made this happen. Oh, so we're here, we're in, oh, the, no. we're in the house, and I'm so stoked. Um, I learned some things during moving, uh, as you often do, like you learn about yourself. Um, first thing I learned is I own uh, an uncomfortably large number of zip ties. Um, oh, like, no. what? For what? <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like I was in the garage, like packing. Is up the there such box. a thing? I mean, I is like, there too many what? zip ties? <laughs> why do I have so many? You put on a government watch list. <laughs> like, why do I have so many zip ties? Like no one who's not, you know, either into bondage or a serial killer doesn't need this many zip ties. Like what was yeah. he doing? I guess yeah. I just say like, every time I was like, well, I need one zip tie. I bought fifty, so that was. Did I um, one thing? Did I, I ever learned. tell you guys about the time I bought restraints for our bed? My <laughs> wife and I. So I bought restraints because I was like, hey, it's time to spice up this marriage. We're going to get some restraints, right? So it's this thing where you have to like, first of all, it's a huge pain in the ass. You got to put it under the mattress and then the hand things come up and the legs things come up. And already she is instantly annoyed with me because I did not. For you or for her? I'm just trying to. Oh, for her. Who's being being restrained? Oh, okay. Man, I am so strong. Nobody. I'd be like King Kong when they start taking those flash pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's getting loose. Some would say you're roughly the size of a barge, Rob. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, there's so much hair everywhere. Uh, every inch. Uh, and so I put him on the bed. Sorry to interrupt, Rosie, but I put him on the bed and tied her up. And I was like, all right, it's time to get erotic. And instantly she was like, well, my nose itches. And I was like, well, sorry, you're tied up. That's the way it goes. And she goes, take this off right now. My nose itches. And I was like, okay. And that was kind of the end of it. And then they just kind of. Next time we change the sheets, they went to the wayside. So if anybody wants to get some very lightly used restraints, please let me know. Okay, Rosie, go ahead. You're talking about your restraints or whatever. Second thing, I don't know if this is something I learned about myself or not, um, but something I noticed in the move in process. Once we got over here, uh, it was fairly warm day. A lot of trips up and down steps, moving stuff. Um, We were all working pretty hard. Um, my lady was here totally busting her ass to get stuff unpacked. She unpacked and put away so much stuff. But the first thing that she unpacked of mine and for the only thing for half the day was my deodorant. So that was, that was all that was out there just prominently. I opened up the bathroom <laughs> closet that was there. So, um, is that your Tom's of main shit, Aaron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's mostly cocoa butter. <laughs> no, it's aluminum free, but I can't remember exactly the brand. It's really, it smells nice. So, but I got that message. So I've been wearing that, you know, pretty regularly uh, yeah. over the weekend. So that message received. Uh, Matt, you had a thought? Is she from Minnesota? It's yeah. a very Minnesota thing. To do. <laughs> yeah, Passive aggressive. <laughs> let me just set this out yeah. here for you. And I'm not going to tell you that you smell like ass, but here, let me just set this out. Here. This is yeah. this is very much like Matt's breath mints discussion, where he moves yes. and his wife just brings out the breath mints. Right. Oh, right. hey, could, you, would you like some gum? Jeez, I've never ever seen you buy a pack of gum ever in your life before. What does this mean? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Third thing I learned, and uh, this gets at Russell's uh, Russell's talk about people I'm thanking. So I've always been on the lookout for jobs I would want to do in retirement. And uh, I used to think I'd want to like pour beer at a beer bar. But our notary was 
amazing. This guy, I mean, well, I don't he had think a it's whole... a full time job. I, I think it's just a person <laughs> who gets a stamp. Yeah. I mean, incredible. This guy had a whole act down. It was like every decision that was like, well, off the record, I'll tell you, you did this exactly right. Oh, yeah. That's the, this right here. That, that was the great choice. You're going to do just fine with that. And he might have told us the same thing if we had made all the opposite decisions. Well, of course. But signing with him was such a wonderful experience. And he was like, I retired. I was home. My wife was, yeah, I was driving my wife crazy. She told me I had to get a job. So I do this notary thing. You know, he drives around having people sign papers on their, you know, big accomplishment in life. So that's, that's, that's going to be my, my uh, dream job when I retire is being a notary. So if anybody out there is hiring or looking to train people, please let me know. I love you. And I didn't think you could get more boring, but that would be more boring. (laughs) But at least I could explain your job then. Hey, what does Aaron do in the podcast? I have no idea. Honestly, I still don't know. At least I'd be able to say, well, he signed stuff or something. If they if they were to make an adult film about Aaron doing his dream job, it would instead of being a notary public, it'd be notary private. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just going to get out my stamp. Notarize those privates. That is one of those jobs, Rosie, where it's like you 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 just need to remain certified, right? You just yeah. need to remain in good standing with whatever notary board there is at your state. Yeah. But when you need a notary, I mean, people pay good money for you just sure. to come out like, hey. I'll be there in a half hour, hundred bucks. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll be there in a hundred hours. I'll stamp your little piece of paper yeah. and yeah. you know, all that stuff. So oh, yeah. I, don't know. I think, I think Sarah had, good Sarah good. had to get something. Um, there was a notary and she's like, look, I got to get these other things. Can I, can you notarize these two? And he's like five bucks a document. Right. Cause he's already there kind of a thing. Who knows if he's actually charging that or just pocketing the cash or what the heck happens. But, Again, it's kind of a, seems like a good job for you, Rosie. I'm going to do it. It's a good gig. Plus, I just, you know, I love those people who are like really happy with their job. It's like if you go to the coffee shop and the barista's really into it, like that makes you feel good. It is. That is fun. And it would be fun to be like, hey, can you come notarize this? You're just like, no, I'm busy today. Sorry. I'm doing right, a podcast. Yeah. Call them come in. Yeah, go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I moved. Now, Aaron, now, Aaron, let me ask, did you move? Now, what was that record shit that you were going to sell to somebody who like was way into records? You're going to have a whole contest to sell that. Did you ever sell whatever that was? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't sell it. I sent it uh, to a fan of to one of our listeners. So one of our listeners uh, now has it in Kansas City, and I believe he is listening to records on it. Yeah, he is still in Kansas City trying to meet that girl. I can't what? believe it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that girlfriend back. He might, oh, that guy. he might be, Rob. He might watch it. He might be. That guy might still be doing that. We might need to watch that. Listen, if you haven't listened to every episode, fuck off, okay? If you don't get that reference, we don't need you. So, no, I didn't I didn't move that that uh, paraphernalia because I had shipped it to Kansas City for one of our listeners. But we moved, like, was, we moved about three blocks, uh, which is like one of those things where, you know, it's great at first, and then the next two days you're just like, well, I got to make, like I made three trips to bring all this stuff from the fridge where like if you were going to yeah. move further than that you wouldn't do it but we're all yeah. done now yeah it's like oh most of the salsa's left so it's tough though much junk because at some point you move your garbage can you're like well shit now i can't yeah. throw anything out like this is all moving <laughs> i'm moving trash yeah <laughs> jenny texted me today she goes our garbage can broke and i was like how's a garbage can break you just put stuff in like uh, how do you break the garbage isn't this can? the isn't this the fancy like 200 dollars can too yeah of course yeah, that's the thing is I told her you have to buy exactly the same can because we have bought $90 worth of bags that only fit this can. Letter J. Yeah, exactly. Get those letter J bags. That's simple human. We need it. She's like, well, I'm just going to buy a different can. I was like, no, you don't understand the ecosystem we're in now. We're, we're deep in the simple human ecosystem. We have to do it. 
<laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine just having, I was just thinking to myself, imagine having enough money to be in the Dyson ecosystem where all the stuff you buy is Dyson. Like oh, all God. your fans don't have blades. All your hand dryers at home are Dyson hand dryers. God, that'd be sweet. They got bladeless fans. Oh, bro. You got to check out the Dyson bladeless fans. <laughs> You got to go to Costco. They sell them at Costco. They have them on. You can stick your hand right through. Nothing gets what? chopped up. It's great. Whoa. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's chopped up. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. I'm up at the cabin with family for a week. And I, I was going to share. I had a moment where I was the hero of my family for a little bit. So I thought I could share that story. Does that work for you guys? Love to hear it. So we're, we're, we go out swimming. The nieces and nephews, there's about 10 or 12 of us out there. And we're right. swimming at kind of the sand beach out on the lake and we were out there for a few hours, you know, just swimming around, having fun. Kids are jumping off the pontoon. It's a great old time. It gets a little windy. And all of a sudden one of my nephews swimming noodles, like these big long tubes that kids kind of float along with. Oh yeah. Starts drifting away. My nephew starts freaking out over. It. He's like, there goes my noodle. My noodle's gone. And I'm like, you know what? Uncle Russ is going to save the day. Oh my gosh. So I- so I start going in the water. I'm already in the water and I start swimming towards the Same middle of the lake noodle. to go get that, to go get that damn noodle. The so I'm going, and I'm going and I'm swimming. I'm, I'm the torpedo or whatever you want to call it. But Michael Phelps, I'm, I'm like Michael Phelps doing yeah. the, also, the freestyle. You're also like Michael Phelps. Cause you had a couple drinks before this happened. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> this probably wasn't the best idea for me to be swimming towards the middle of the lake at that point. But yeah, you're combining so, all Michael Phelps into one incident. <laughs> So, so I get out there and I could hear like my nephews are like cheering me on. They're yelling, go uncle Russ. And I'm like, like just invigorated with this like great moment of like, they've got so much pride in me. I'm showing like, this is going to be, remember how Matt was talking about his uncle who's known for being the speedo uncle. My nephews and nieces are going to remember me as the guy who went and got the floating noodle. And I saved the noodle. The noodles. So I, I, I get it, and I get it, and my nieces and nephews—they're cheering from the boat, and they're yes. all super excited. And I turn around and start swimming back with it, and all of a sudden, my one nephew throws a fishing pole line out and catches a fish, and everyone forgot about Uncle Russ. <laughs> Same the day. All they were doing was cheering for my nephew who caught a um. fish, and now all of a sudden, I'm out in the middle of the lake with a noodle, and nobody gives a damn. <laughs> Once again, Russell, once again, as Homer Simpson said, trying only leads to failure. Yeah. So don't even try. I can tell you too, as, as a teacher, Russell, of kids that age, the moment you try to actively impress kids, it will always backfire. It will never work. It never happens. You just have to accept it. And honestly, for that kid... when they started cheering for it, everyone was cheered for about that point. I was like, I'm just sitting, I'm sitting out here in the middle of nowhere now and no one cares. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> Russell, just picture Russell in the middle. First of all, Russell, bright red, just sunburned to the dickens. He is sunburned. so sunburned. Yes. yes. He is floating on a noodle, tears coming down. <laughs> Nobody can see the tears because they're hidden in the water, but he is yes. crying because everybody's ignoring him. And meanwhile, they pull up the smallest fish ever and everybody's cheering. And he's exhausted coming back. Oh, Russell, that's that's so sad, Russell. But great job. Do How you guys ever do you guys ever do anything like that? Do you ever have moments where you're you're the hero for your your kids or your nieces and nephews where you go out of your way to to, to save something stupid that they're going to lose when like, I mean, the noodles worth 82 cents, right? If the thing floats away, <laughs> nobody cares. But like, do you guys ever do stuff, go out of your way for something stupid that your kids are into to, to save the day like that? 
I get up on the roof a lot at our old place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the dumbest thing I've ever done to be the hero, and I and I, I'm going to admit this on to the to our dozens of listeners, is that back in the day when the Pokemon Go create, I mean, I think it's yes, still still happening. Yeah, it's still a thing, you know. But Leo was probably four or five and just getting into Pokemon and all that stuff and loved it. We would go, we would take, uh, we would go up to like the Mall of America and just walk around, and we'd go up to. Lake Harriet, just walk around, right? Stuff and just it was a way to kill time. And what the whole thing was supposed to be. Then you get to a point where it's like, I'm running out of balls and I'm running out of this and running out of that. So, you know, to be the hero every once in a great while at like eleven o'clock at night, I would drive around in the car and collect pokeballs around just so that the wow. next day when we were going Whoa. to the Mall of America, we had enough ammo to catch all of those oh, little fuckers at some point. So that was the dumbest thing I've ever done to be the hero of wrestling. You're a I hero. I think Darren man. from That's Minnetonka, right. didn't Darren from Minnetonka skip out on half of our Vegas trip to go he search did. for those he things? Did. And then he just did. did Pokemon Go in Vegas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he said, but he came back with a whole bunch of belt burns around his neck. So we were suspicious <laughs> right? about what was going on. A lot he of was glitter, like, he was like, too. Oh. A lot of glitter. Yeah, he's like, oh, I caught so many Pokeballs. He's like, oh, I got it. I got so many Squirtles. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Rob, Rob recognized the size of those restraint burns immediately, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's, that's familiar. <laughs> oh, God, you just reminded me. That restraint story is so sad. Oh. Probably, honestly, the saddest moment of my life. I don't know. It's just the way it is. I've had a, I've had a blessed life. When have I been a hero to my kid? Uh, I will say it seems like every time when I'm up here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I am a hero to my kids. My kids seem to not. They seem to see me as a chauffeur slash cook slash boat driver. Well, technically, you live in New York where you don't have a car. So really, you're not even a chauffeur. <laughs> and they do take the subway I, I know by what, themselves. Rob, so when you've been out in New York with you, you know, and we're out at some swanky restaurant or something you know hanging out and eat eating and drinking fancy smoke drinks things like that you know like your kids are hungry and you'll order them uber eats and it'll get delivered to them hero that's, move right right there. Yeah, that's a that's hero heroic move. right there yeah children need to eat yeah so that's good yeah that's you man thank you thank you very much I want pizza. I want sushi. Oh, what kind of sushi do you want? I want rice and miso soup. I mean, the sushi place by our place has delivered to us multiple times just rice. Can you imagine me <laughs> a sushi place and they're just delivering rice? They're really like, this motherfucker can't even make rice. Like, what is going on? Literally, you take rice, you put it in water, you have rice. Like, Do they even charge you for that? <laughs> oh, Oh, they charge you a ton for a for a quart of rice is two dollars. I and thought you were saying you like, ordered you something else. Rice? What? I thought I thought you were saying you ordered something else with it, and like they just messed up and didn't put the other half. They just no, no. you just ordered rice. Yes, from them. yeah, it's <laughs> rice, and then the one wants miso soup, but she doesn't like the green stuff in it. So we have to ask for the green stuff. Take it out. I mean, it's a what? listen. Yeah, hey, but man, you I know what? Yeah, I, I pay that I bill every month. I get the green stuff out of it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it is Matt. This is my kid. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt's like, actually, that sounds really good. Rice, yeah. and, rice in the soup with no grease. I get that like, number. Not a lot of places yeah. do that. So, I <laughs> uh, Matt, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. Uh, Russell was the hero for getting the noodle. Rosie, he he got the hero. Uh, he got the hero call because he's got a new house, right? He's providing for his family and all that stuff. Yeah. And, 
He I fired enough it. people where his money, his, his company saved so much money he could buy a house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, this week, I think I stepped up and probably deserved the hero uh, music because my wife is out of town for the week. And so I am babysitting our kids by myself all <laughs> week. Babysitting my own kids. <laughs> and, and doing the podcast. Impressive. And man. doing the podcast. Whoa. So, yeah, that's I mean, no applause to you right guys. Now. I'm babysitting no, my kids all week. A true hero. <laughs> no help from right. grandmas and grandpas and camp and all that stuff. It's just me 24 <laughs> hours a day watching my kids. So. Man, let me ask you just a simple question. Yeah. What was dinner tonight? Dinner tonight was Pizza Luce. We went to Pizza Luce. Great choice. A true, a true champion, dad of the year. Somewhere. Somewhere Michael Phelps and Brian Boitano are looking at pictures of Matt wearing medals and they're like, damn, that guy is a true American (laughs) hero. That's right. Yeah, it's the World right. Track Championships right now, so it's appropriate that we've been. Aaron, enough of the champions. damn Drake relays. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, you are a true hero for babysitting your kid this week. I, oof, yep. I think you deserve yep. some time off when the wife gets back. Oh, I think so too. I, we'll have to talk to her about that. Yeah. So many of my Venmo requests to my wife have gone unanswered. Every time I'm with the kids for a couple of minutes, charging that money. Speaking of Venmo requests, can I share one of my biggest pet peeves with you guys? Uh, yeah, okay, definitely. People, people who have their Venmo stuff on public. So like oh. if I go to Venmo, oh, yeah. I start oh, seeing yeah. a feed of other people's Venmo. I'm like, I don't need to see that you paid your wife for groceries. I don't need to see this. I don't like, think people who, know about who, that, though. Who are the assholes that are know. making their feed public? I make everything public and I love it. I think it is great. I love people knowing because I'll be paying like, oh, this is for my nutritionist. This is for my weightlifting coach. So people who don't know me and don't see that I'm drinking like three Trulies and a red hot Mountain Dew, which by the way, I bought another 12 pack of these. You got more. Yeah, guys, my shits are insanely orange. Here's the thing is that they think I'm living my best life through my Venmo. It's like every other social media. They're just getting a glimpse. But it is funny when I see couples who are together and they're Venmoing each other. And I'm like, is everything okay over there? Like, are you guys like, is what's what's going on? I, I kind of like it. It's kind of like reality TV to me. I spy on it. Russell, what are you doing spying on people's Venmos? You're kind of a single like me, aren't you, it Russell? It just pops up when you, when you open your Venmo account, like there's just a feed there, right? It yeah. just shows. And there's like, I've got like seven people that I know and I don't even know why they're in there. I think I must, they must like have their, I must have their email or something. I don't even know what it is, but I know they buy groceries with their fiance all the time. I'm like, don't need to know it. Can I you just, I don't think people know. I don't think people know about it, but I was just opened up my Venmo and between, uh, March 15th and April 16th, there was like 38 Venmo transactions be- just me just sending money to Rob. I don't know what that was. It's a tournament. I don't know if he could gamble in New York. I'm not sure. So I mean, how do you turn it off though? Do you guys know how to turn it off? Asian store, mommy milkers, burgers, chips, or the bride huh. milk. You're hot. Have one on me. Like this is the stuff that keeps me going guys. You My like life it. is so incredibly boring. I love scanning the Venmo. <laughs> Scan the Venmo. See what people are paying for these days. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, it makes sense. Another glimpse into people's lives. I'm, I'm fascinated by people who are married or just cohabitating, like essentially where they're essentially married and they're still Venmoing each other. I just, I want to get into that world of like, how, how does it work? Like, how are you paying the bill? Like, I just think it's so fascinating to me that you're willing to like 
you know, like put parts of you in other people. And at the same time, you're like, what? yeah, but we got to Venmo each other a couple, like five bucks for pizza or whatever. Like that is parts so interesting to be other people. <laughs> Rob is a science teacher. <laughs> it's true. I, it's a, it's yeah. a technical term. Is this a music podcast or rolling? No, going, excuse Rob? me. How's I still have my rolling going. Now oh, listen. How's it going, right. Rob? Listen, this, I just want to tell you right now, I'm just going to give you two heads up on the story. Number one, this has all been okay that I can tell this story. Oh God. And number two, you cannot say no to any of this. Okay. I already hear you, Russell. I don't see you, but I hear you be very, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go on delay for a while. So <laughs> you guys wanted to hear about my trip to Ireland. Yeah. Let me tell you, Ireland was great. Turns out driving on the left-hand side, I'm a God at it. Driving with a stick. It was, un, I was just, it was crazy good. I will say the roads in Ireland are so narrow that the, the speed limit is not possible. They'd be like, okay, you can only go 80 kilometers an hour, which is like 50 miles an hour. And it'd be during a, a single lane dirt road in the middle of nowhere. I was like, I cannot go that fast on this road. These speed limits are dangerous. <laughs> like do not approach the speed limits, but it was good because I also saw zero cops the whole time I was there. There was nobody there to enforce the speed limit. So it was just like, I don't know. It was very strange, but the best part of Ireland is that on the way out, we're on the airport, right? We are uh, going through security. Now, this isn't a flight, so I can't play the I can't play the music, so we can't have Russell sing along in a delay. But, uh, right tonight. <laughs> but we are going out. We're going through security, and of course, one hundred percent of the time this happened, Jenny's bag gets pulled. Right. Every so time. instantly, I'm like. I'm like, it's because she's, she's got the, so many espresso fucking espresso pods, right? It's, it's an espresso pods or it's the powders. Like she just oh. brings bags of powders, right? Because she's got creatine and protein powder and all this stuff. So she's always just has powder. She's always getting checked. It's always these things. Oh, no, not this time. They pull her bag. And what do they take out of her bag right on the very top? Three you know it. It is absolutely, they are taking out her vibrator right off the top. Oh, yes. They take it out. And not only does the security take out her vibrator, they then hold it up in the air as if they are beginning the Olympics and they are coming down and they're bringing the torch down there. And then one security goes over to the other and they're walking around with it. And they have now, I have to explain something to you. My wife's vibrator does not look like my penis at all. Oh, okay. It is gray. Uh, no, it's, it's so hot. They were like, this is so hot. Um, Matt, you're editing this one. I can't be a part of this one anymore. <laughs> no edits, Rob. It's good as it is. No edits at, at all. <laughs> this marriage enhancement device, as she calls it, uh, looks like, you know, like in the 1930s, like doctors just had those vibrators that they'd use on women. And they'd be like, this is, gonna, talking about? this is going to cure your hysteria. And the women are like, yeah, actually it works really well. We should do this more often. Like it looks like a medical device that you would see. Like where if you got, if, if a doctor said, listen, I've got a prescription for you. You need to vibrate. This is what they would give you at the pharmacy for it. So it does look like, it looks like it, something you'd buy at Ikea. It's not penis shaped in any way, shape or form. And so they're walking around with this up in the air. So I immediately being the man of the house, put my head down and walk away. I walked through security. I walked, to, I was like, if she is getting detained by Interpol for her vibrator, I will not be part of this. Okay. She is on her own. All right. I don't need to be part of this. And, and she looked at them. She looked at them and laughed and said, I can show you how that works if you want. And then they put it back in her bag. And she was like, that's a good move. Where, yeah, where, where was move. this at? Where this happened? Was this Dublin. US? 
This was in Dublin. Yeah. So were they being jackasses and no, they, did they know what it was and were holding it up just to be jackasses? I, I don't think so. Because when yeah. they kind of like, I think somebody kind of realized cause it pretty quickly went back in the bag. Did she say, did she go up to them and say, Oi, have a taste of me nups? No, <laughs> I think what she did is she pointed at me and she's like, Oh, that's my husband over there. As I was slinking behind like a pillar and trying to hide. And she's like, and they're like, yes, you need lots of these. <laughs> like you obviously are married to no man whatsoever. Knowing your wife, you know, if they're being jackasses, she would just she one up and right? just right? stand there and just let it, you know, like whatever, you know, I mean, you're not, she's not going to get embarrassed by that no. one bit. I mean, clearly since no. you're allowed to tell this story. Right. But like, and so, yeah, I mean, wh- I mean what are they going to do? You're going to see zero of these people in this airport ever again yeah. in, in your life. Right. Nope. Well, so, I thought yeah. it was embarrassing for me when they pulled out uh, a warmed up tomato that I had with a picture of Aaron's face taped to it. <laughs> what? All right, let's get into the album. Let's talk about the album. Don't make the tomato too hot, though. I'm just going to tell you right now. 97 degrees. You want? Anyway. Oh, God. Let's move on. be one big tomato. So glad I could be there for you, Rob. What the fuck? It's ketchup. Ketchup all over the place. All right. So let's get into talking about three feet and rising. Oh, it's a podcast. Uh, so here's let's the deal. We got three guys for De La Soul. De La Soul is a lot like this podcast right now because I can only see three of you who actually, these guys went to high school together in Amityville, uh, New York, out on Long Island. Now, the three guys are, Aaron, do you know how to say these names? Pasunos, Troige, Trogoy. They said did, wait, did you listen to the album? Uh, News, Trugoy, mm-hmm. and what was the last one? Maceo? Yeah. Now, it yeah. turns out that, that Trugoy, do you know why he has that name, Aaron? You know, I honestly did not know until I read the Pitchfork, Pitchfork review of this yep. album. So you, you he, tell it. He likes yogurt, and yeah. Trugoy is yogurt backwards, <laughs> yeah. which I love. <laughs> yes. Here I am trying to figure out how to spell burger backwards. Like, uh, and then the other one is sound sop, which you, you kind of think maybe he just kind of ran out of ideas on that one. He was like, Oh, right. this, is, this works. But, um, but basically these three guys, they, they got a uh, demo when they were in high school to producer Prince Paul and made this album. And basically they made this whole thing using this Casio drum machine sampler and this harmonizer, which was kind of this new piece where they could take different samples and actually change the tone of it. So they could take something like Daryl Hall and they could put over a slide in the family stone and they didn't need to worry about what key it was in because they could adjust the key so that it worked. And that, and that's really the main thing with this album, right? Is that it is a crazy co- compilation of samples that go into this album. I think that's probably what this album is best known for and what makes it honestly problematic to, to try to get your hands on whatsoever because there are so many samples on this album and basically they had an agreement when they, 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 this was the album that started the whole sample lawsuit, right? Is that in 1989, they come out with this, the turtles hear one of their songs being sampled. They sue in 1990 and that's it for sampling. The, the, uh, the record company makes a deal with most of the samples to pay them. The deal is for vinyl and cassettes only. So as soon as we start going to internet, as soon as we start going CDs, they realize that all of these deals that they made De La sold no longer count. Warner Brother has all the masters, doesn't want to deal with it. So none of De La Soul's albums are available through stream. They're not being made on vinyl anymore. There are no CD. You cannot find these on Apple. You cannot find these on Spotify. You cannot find these anywhere. I mean, it is tough to find. Yeah, it's a real bummer. And 
and, and what makes De La Soul so interesting, I think, is that this is rap. This is coming out the same time as uh, NWA. This is coming out uh, when we're starting to see gangster rap come up. But this is more of a, what, like a jazz rap. Like I saw them get compared a lot to another 1989 album, which is Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. Public Enemy was also from Long Island. Yep. And I think the sort of Bomb Squad, you know, production is a similar, uh, yeah, Tribe. I mean, they're part of the Native Tongues crew, so I it, think Tribe similar. It's a, it's a similar, sort of but it's almost... Thing. But it's almost like they went down two different paths, right? Is that Public Enemy is using rap as like a social justice thing, right? Which is almost what NWA is doing in a different means. And these guys are having that same idea, but it's more, I mean, De La Soul is playful. It's funny. Like the lyrics are kind of, it's, it's a little bit, just, you just feel like it's a couple guys hanging out. And in fact, they got the reputation of being hippies, which they really didn't like. But yeah, it was, this, it's kind of this like comic book inspired, you know, it, to me, it has parallels with Wu-Tang also, where there was just like yes. some, some nerds inventing their own, you know, language and, and, uh, sphere of, of, you know, being. Yeah. Well, I would, you know, cash rules everything around me. Right. Yeah, so well. that's, that's, was that what it is? Cash rules everything around me. Yeah, cream. Yeah, okay. that's cream. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what does that spell? God, I'm dumb. No wonder I can't come up with burger backwards. I've still been thinking about how to spell burger backwards. Have not figured it out. Gonna have to write it out, do it uh, at the end of this episode. But uh, I don't know. I, like, like this. So I had to find this. I had to find it and download it and put it on my Plex and listen to it. But let's get into De La Soul. Yeah. So we start with an intro sketch. One one thing I I, I was going to ask you is this: What came first? Because isn't there the isn't this the game show at at the beginning? Yeah. What came yes. first, this or the Chronic? Because I have to say, I I grew up loving the Chronic, but if the Chronic came after this, I, I, it's going to drop on my list. Because how many of these albums were using? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, this is before the chronic by like three or four years, depending on 92 recording dates and release dates. Yeah. So like the chronic is just lifting the idea of taking a game show as the end, the opening or, or is, are there other albums like that in hip hop too? I mean, I'm sure there are. Um, I can't think of any. I, yeah. I think these guys were massively influential on both coasts for sure. What was that game show where they were going to heat up a wire and stick it up somebody's ass? God, I can't remember what game show that was. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Magic number. So this takes the drums from a Zeppelin song, actually, and then takes the three, the Schoolhouse Rock song, kind of interpolates that. Yeah, and when you hear this on the second track, you know, like, oh, I'm in a different realm here. Like, we're, we're putting things together that nobody had thought of and I, I honestly listening to this I didn't know until I went back and looked it up it was from 89 like it's ahead of its time I feel I, that's the thing right is I here's a here's a question is this album brilliant or is it dated right like or is it both I think it's both because you can't sample like this anymore. No label's going to pay for something like this. So just like Paul's Boutique, just like uh, Public Enemy, like the records don't sound like this anymore because labels aren't going to pay to clear the samples. So so from this, right, you get the rise of things like Kanye where they're coming in making the beats instead of taking it from other people. I mean, is that kind of what happens here? Yeah, I mean, I think Kanye did a fair amount of sampling earlier in his career, but yeah, I I don't listen to that much current hip hop, but I think a lot of it has gotten away from sampling, whether it's due to label politics and money or if it's just people ran out of crates to dig. I mean, can you guys imagine just sampling things like all I want to do 
It just <laughs> makes no sense to me. Now, I, I don't know. I think I've done that joke approximately 1 million times, but it's funny now, every time. I'm going to say right now, that is not the best three is the magic number song. One of my top three bands of all time, Blind Melon, covered Three is the Magic Number. Listen to this voice. Listen to Shannon Hoon. Three, oh, it's magic number. It's so good. It's pretty impressive. Yay. That's cool. I, this one on every mixtape I made all the way through college. I love this song. Every time you were trying to have a threesome, you were like making one of them. <laughs> Rob, how many mixtapes did you give to women in your life? How many? Over, under two and a half mixtapes. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I ever gave any to women. I think I was too terrified, too scared. Plus, I was always I was in a long term relationship. I'm a long term relationship guy. So, so you just give them you just give them their own copy of They Might Be Giants. Oh my god! If I dated somebody that, can you imagine dating somebody that listened to They Might Be Giants? I can't imagine that. I'm telling you, when you go to a They Might Be Giants concert, it's all guys that look like me, one thousand percent. It's like this podcast, but multiplied over and over and over. It's it's craziness. It's shocking. Uh, Change in speak. Well, James Brown, or what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't have a lot of notes for this album, honestly. This is the one I couldn't hear the lyrics. I, this one, to me, the vocals were buried in the mix, but I don't know if it's because it's a bootleg copy or what. But I love the Aaron. I, I said the same thing. I don't. I was not listening to the best version either, but I had numerous songs where I couldn't really hear anything over the music. Right. I mean, I love this groove, but I couldn't understand what you're talking about. That sounds like a tribe song. But oh, well, these guys, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, it sounds like tribe ripped that song off there. The What What is that the song off of their second album? That sounds exactly like that song. These so. guys are pretty interlinked with Tribe Called Quest, for sure. I think they were in that same, like, producer well, group, they, right? Yeah, they grew up in the same area. Yeah. You know, they're all from Long Island. But Cool. Cool breeze on the rocks. Keep on rocks the best. Yeah. Cool breeze. This is the one, right? Where like, just, like if, if you had to pay to clear all this stuff, you would go nuts. Like there's yeah. one song every second. This is just Aaron ripping through the radio dial. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, like no, no, no. Yeah, it's a fun track, but I mean, no, nobody would want to put this on an album now. It's a total bunch of homework. Can you keep a secret? This is a rap song where everybody shares a secret. This, this, is this the dandruff song? Yeah. Th- this is so bad. This, like, honestly almost ruined the whole album for me. Like, how, how do you get to this song? And especially if you're watching on the YouTube version that's an hour and 10 seconds, you know, 10 minutes long. You can't just pick it up wherever. You're screwed if you forget where you're at. It, this hard to get through this song. This is horrible. I think it does. The, the, the scarcity of the album and the way that you have to listen to it versus other things really affects your experience with the album because you have to, you're like right. you said, Russell, you have you're to right. like, be in the room with whatever device is playing it. You can't put it on and go to the next room or whatever. It's just like you really have to pay attention. So you hear something like this and you're like, why are you wasting my time? But I, I kind of like the beat. <laughs> you liked it. Yeah, I like the beat. It's, it's it's a fun it's, album. I like and, and the I, whispering. You do. That's I, true. I enjoy. Aaron, Aaron, you have a oh. bigger house. You don't need to whisper anymore. You can sing loudly like Gaston. Yeah. I think Rob is not enjoying my whispering. I'm just <laughs> going to do this for the whole podcast. Something's <laughs> 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 happening in my it's, pokeballs here. I don't know what that. The willies. <laughs> I do like that. I Well, here, let's get into this. <laughs> Jennifer taught me. This is Derwin's Revenge. Now, I do love this. This is a song about a guy they knew named Derwin. Listen. Good name. Who 
They just said oh, the German sticks. This is great. <laughs> they sampled this too, did they? Yeah. Wow. I mean, these guys, these guys are like Led Zeppelin. They're just taken from all the legends. They took from whoever the legend that created chopsticks was. <laughs> oh, Jenny. You try this at home, Rob? Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife loves to hear me talk about De La Soul at home. <laughs> Number one fan. I'm going to restrain her and make her, I'm going to restrain her and make her listen to the podcast. She'll be like, no. Tangerine, tangerine. That's our safe word. Um... <laughs> So, but I like, here's the thing with De La Soul, like, would they be bigger if you didn't have to like hunt for their albums? Like you didn't have to like see it and go onto SoundCloud or go into YouTube or man. I don't know if this sounds bad or not. I think they'd be bigger if they didn't have the name De La Soul. I think if somebody instantly hears De La Soul, they don't think of a rap group. You know, there's this alternative band, Yola Tango, you know, it's the same thing. Like you just don't think of them being an alternative band right and so i did i i personally um it would be if you could access their music yes they would be way bigger than they are but i think even with a different band name i mean nwa a tribe called quest uh you know all of these these other groups that have come out during this time i mean they have some pretty you know run dmc public enemy all this stuff right they've got some you definitely know where they're coming from and what they're what they're doing and i think de la soul i just I think it gets lost a little bit. There's a, and there's a number of bands that this that you could say that about, but they get lost. It gets lost big time. Yeah. Now the good news is we can play as many samples on this episode as we want because who's going to come after us? That right. nobody. Like we're, we're making no money on this. I do know one of our listeners who own, who told me today that he owns this on three different physical media. He owns it on cassette, wow. vinyl, wow. and CD. So goddamn millionaire. I've missed the boat not not picking this one up because I, I yeah it's hard it's hard to deal with with the current streaming situation man see what it costs on ebay right now i i think what's really amazing about this album is that this is the debut album right like that this debut. is a crazy debut. album is it debut, debut. this debut. is a crazy what debut what did, what did i say wrong <laughs> debut, debut. Know, okay. we're just, we're just enjoying your Hello. pronunciation <laughs> i can't believe you guys would make fun of me over one little thing that's sick Okay, that's sick. You guys shrimp do that. on the bar, <laughs> But like, <laughs> for for somebody that this is you their guys see that you guys see that rainbow over there. It's a great debut. It's a great debut <laughs> for debut. somebody's first album. Fine, I'll be dumb. I'll talk dumb to you guys. Uh, for somebody's first album, like this is a this is a killer album. This is, I think, like changing. This is a new style of music. And I know we say that every week, and we always roll our eyes when we say that. We didn't say it about the Big Pink. I know <laughs> you're pretty negative about that one. <laughs> And our downloads reflected. Don't worry. Nobody heard how negative we were. I think like 20 people downloaded that one. Um, but this, this, like this album, I don't know. Like you have to put this in context of this is 1989, right? This is their best selling album. This is their most popular album. They get lots of critical acclaim after this, but none of them sell as well. It's a huge um, accomplishment. And yeah, they were young. Yeah. They were young too. I think they were in their teens or twenties. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. You cannot be a hip hop head, Aaron, and not respect De La Soul, right? Like you can't. Can you yeah, have well, negative this is where, opinions? I mean, well, yes, everyone can have negative opinions. Um, and I, I will admit I've, I've not been into De La Soul that much. Uh, actually, the album that I knew the best of theirs was Grind Date from 2004, because that one I bought on CD when it came out, um, which has some cool samples of like some prog rock, uh, maybe Rush or Yes, but that's not mm-hmm. important. Uh, but this is the part Ooh, where I say that it was, I went back <laughs> to read uh quest loves book uh on music today and he loves de la soul and he calls them his favorite rap group 
um, this album and De La Sola is dead. He credits with changing his whole approach to music. And it was like what, when he heard himself in music and he points out a lot that he really likes hip hop that has more beats per minute. And I never put it together, but a lot of these songs are up tempo. So, uh, yeah, you, know, true. you guys know me, I love Questlove. So if Questlove loves it, uh, I can't say anything negative about it. So if Questlove were, we're going to like talk about them maybe once a week, they would be his sneaky beat of the week. <laughs> they might be his sneaky beat of the week. You know what? And it's sick that you would make me play this song clip. It really is because you know it's, I this know this is officially my favorite song clip. This is the best one you got. <laughs> it's just a mess. <laughs> what if that's the one Why that gets us busted? That? What if that's the one where Eiffel comes in and is like, "We're going to sue you guys over that song clip." We're interpolating. We're not. We're not sampling. We're interpolating. That's right. We're we're learning from this. This is educational. Fair use. Uh, all right. Ghetto thing. It's the only negative kind of song on this. You and Paz said negative at the same time. It seems like kind of a you know a trope of the time. Like I, if you weren't gangster rap, you had to do the obligatory like yeah. what's going on in the ghetto song. I don't. Uh, I don't hate it. If you guys could live in a world and there was only you could choose rap either positive rap or gangster rap but you could only have one which one would you pick positive gangster rap Matt you take the positive absolutely why is that I mean eventually it just gets worn down by gangster rap and I don't I mean again everybody's trying to there's there's never I mean what good I don't know how do you say this correctly without getting yourself in trouble? I guess, you know, like, I mean, it's celebrating a whole bunch of horrible things. Gangster rap a lot of times, you know? And so if I had to choose, I would go with the, you know, conscious rap or whatever you want to call it over gangster rap any day of the week. But I mean, you could say, you could say too, that that's just whitewashing the situation, right? Of like, yeah, of course we'd love to hear songs about everything's great, but it's, it's not. And sometimes that's, that's the reality that you're hearing from a lot of these groups. And I guess there's, there's also a difference between like run DMC and some of those other ones and, and just the straight up, you know, pimp and hose and, you know, all it the, is, whatever you want to talk about. It's, it, you know, there, there, there's so many different levels of it. Right. And again, that's some people's reality. True. Again, yeah, I don't Matt, have to listen to it though. No, Matt makes great points. And uh, it, now, as a dad, if I were to choose only one I could listen to in the house, obviously I would choose the positive rap. But I would choose gangster rap because uh, I would have to be able to listen to Biggie and UGK. So I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Those. I mean, that's like I got to have Biggie in my life, so that I'd have to choose gangster rap. If there were no gangster rap, Rob's sneaky beat of the week would just be. A sound of Aaron singing blue dabu dee dabu da. There would be no biggie See, sex biggie, scene in the background. Biggie saved me on that one too. Yeah. Oh my God, you're making me play the biggie sound clip now too. <laughs> you know, I know right where this one is too. Like, I don't know where any clip is. I know right where this one is. Thanks to killing Now imagine her saying, My nose itches. Let me out now. That's my, that's my CD. Uh, okay, so now we Rob, have. You, you asked about the album. Just looking on eBay, it's anywhere from like 140 bucks to like 250. Oof. So people are is that for vinyl. You know, people, yeah, for vinyl. Wow. For what I could tell is original pressing. So, Aaron, I can't believe you sold it to that guy in Kansas City. That's terrible. <laughs> Trans. <laughs> this is so funny to me. This is so funny to me. This is the song they got in trouble for. This is the one that yeah, caused the sample the random, lawsuit. The random French nonsense. Transmitting live from Mars. So this is a combination of a turtle song. 
Abidi. Combined with a French language educational CD. Abidi. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the one that got up taken down. If someone heard this and they're like, no, I'm not going to tolerate it. I mean, like, okay. If you're the Turtles, right? This is 20 years after your prime. Somebody comes out with this and they're making money off it. I can see where somebody would get a little bit upset. Now, is, did it have to go this, as far as it went? Piece of the pie. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I, I think the Turtles were much bigger in their prime. It's like late 80s. Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, oh Michelangelo. Late, oh my God. late 80s. They're in their prime. Uh, now, listen. You might say to yourself, Rob, is that the best French rudimentary French song that's ever been produced? No. <laughs> Flight of the Concords have a song called Fou de Fafa, where they only use high school French in the song. And it is so good. So now he's in the supermarket. <laughs> he's going to go to the supermarket right now. When Aaron, when Aaron raises his eyebrows when the, they're talking. Like, <laughs> 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 Dude, we should just do this album. It's Flight of the Concords. Their Flight of the is such a good CD. If you guys haven't listened to that, it is Jean Claude Van Damme. It is so great. Uh, this is the fifth single off the album. This is I Know. This is the fifth single? This is yeah. one of the songs I hear the most. Maybe yeah, Silly, I think Dan, Silly Dan eventually embraced the sampling business. We were talking about sampling. This is where I had a hard time. I love this song. Absolutely loved it. But I was like, is it just because it's like Steely Dan, you've got the Otis Redis, Redding whistling. Is it just because they've got all these amazing samples and that's why I like it? Or how do you how do you reconcile that? It's I like what they've done with the it's amazing though, right? the melody and things like that. Don't you it's, think it's amazing though? This is fantastic. Yeah. 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 This is this is is an absolute group. This is a, and I honestly think this is another, I've said it before, this is another album where if you put it on in your college dorm room, it's a fine. You're cool. Listen right. to that. You it's cool. I mean, it's it's something. Now, I got to admit, if, if a girl walked in and you're like, everyone has dandruff, you, that might not be the vibe you're looking for. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> right. You may, maybe you want to make a mix with this one and not just run it, the, let the album run start to finish. It, it's insane that those two songs are on the same album, right? They don't belong yeah. on the same yeah. album. Yeah, I, there could have been maybe a little, I, but I don't know. You're going to have fun. Listen, uh, listen, I know it better than anyone. You're going to have fun. Sometimes you're going to have some misses. That's just the way it is. <laughs> now, I edit those misses out, so all you hear is the gold. You're hearing the top 10% of what I'm saying. Every episode we record is four hours long. Uh, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. 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 Take those shell tones off. Take it off. Off. I don't really know what they're going for here. There's a lot of fashion references that don't hit for me from this much later, but I, I really like those drums. You can tell, you can tell even with the stuff you don't enjoy as much, there's parts that you just, you can pull now, out I'm not a little bit of soap. Oh, it's a Ben E King. And I don't know what they do with the, the effects on the baseline there, but this also like they take things that are sort of Canon and so well known. And then they do goofy stuff over the top of it. And it's very cool. Aaron, can I ask you a question? Are you going to listen to this album after we're done with this? Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I don't know how often I'll put it on. Like, uh, I did find, like SoundCloud was okay. Like, there's for me, there's still com- some commercials, which is a bummer, but no, I'm definitely going to listen to it. And if I can find it on vinyl, I'm going to grab one. 
tread hey, water. Hey, Rob, I was going to ask you, before you tread on your Speedo and caftan rope, did you take your ass to the bathroom and use a little soap? <laughs> you would not believe how much tucking in I have to do with my Speedo, I have found. Like, when I first put it on, I have to, like, it really is like when you're making waffles and some of the batter comes out the side. You have to make sure it's all in there. <laughs> this, by the way, my favorite song here, Potholes in My Lawn. Second time we've heard it on this podcast. You guys remember the first? Oh, we heard this one before? What? We have. It was actually on a list. I remember. What list was this on? It was the best yodeling songs ever. If you guys remember, they sampled the yodeling from Parliament Little Old Country Boy. Do you guys remember oh, that? Uh, nice. It was on the Sly and the Family Stone. Remember the yodeling on yeah, Sly and the Family yeah, Stone? Yeah. This was on the list, and I remember it was one of my favorites for Matt because I figured he would never put up with potholes in his lawn. <laughs> yeah, this year. I do remember some, that uh, bit, actually. Had some grubs this year. The cabin next to Russell is like, what the hell is podcast? <laughs> well, I'm doing a podcast. He just hears a yodely dick store. <laughs> Say no podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually the second time we've brought up yodeling on the podcast. <laughs> Say no go. God, there are some great samples on this, though. Yeah. This was an yeah. absolute jam. I loved it. For some reason, I'm thinking like 80s, 90s dunk contest, three-point shooting oh, oh, yes. contest, like oh, NBA All-Star game. Like it, This it was just a jam for me. I loved it. All right. Do as Dila does. You know Dila. what I love? These guys have a great, they've used Dela like in their name, like so, the name of the band and songs all the time. Earlier they said, from my soul, Dela that is. I love the way they play with words and play with the name of the band. Yeah, you're right. I like how they just sneak it in there wherever they can. It's nice. Plug tune in. Yeah, this was their first song, right? The the one that, that they put together with mm-hmm. with Prince Paul the first time. I didn't know that till today, but now let me ask you, is there anything you made in high school that you could give to an adult and be like, hey, can I make a career out of this? Nah, nope. nah, no, 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 absolutely not. I got. I think I did pretty well in the ACT. Uh, does, that, does that help? Oh, really? What score did you get? I don't remember. Oh, 32. I don't either. Uh, De La Orgy. <laughs> I don't think I did better than 32, now that you mention it. I couldn't handle this one. This is brutal. Yeah, <laughs> not Russell's thing. Did you like it? I liked it because I was trying to figure out if it's a Barry White sample. It just felt so out of joint with the whole rest of the album, don't you think? My nose itches. My nose itches. Please stop. Where are my socks? You know, all the bits. You knew we were going to tell the Bingo's jokes. Come on. Whoa. Jeez. You guys really enjoying himself. That would be tough, wouldn't it? If you were at an orgy and you're the loud guy. Or maybe you crank it up. You probably want people to watch you, right? I think yeah. Like you're probably not like do you're you. probably not like. Oh yeah, you like that? You're getting rammed by the best. I've been doing this so long. Oh, I'm so good. You probably have to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at me <laughs> from way downtown. <laughs> bang! <laughs> you could see my balls from the back end. You just are. <laughs> I'm screaming. My family is here at the camp. <laughs> I'm doing the screaming orgy bit. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why is your dad walking in with the uh, disco ball back there? I normally don't have trouble getting hard. (laughs) Just scream, just the loud orgy guy. Yeah, this feels good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course it feels good. We're at an orgy. That's the point, Mike. My hamstrings are cramping up. Oh, no. Didn't drink enough. Didn't have enough bananas before I came. Hello. Buddy. With the jungle brush. Meeny, 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 meeny. What? Meeny, 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 meeny. Meeny, 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 meeny. Meeny, 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 meeny. What? We're so tired. Description. I was just doing the what's going on drums. This is them just doing limericks. What's a limerick? It's where one person starts, and then you start singing a song, and then the other person comes in a little bit later. <laughs> like another person comes will. in a little bit later. <laughs> hey, man, this, this, there once man, was a man episode, from Nantucket. Man, this episode will sound like a round because my audio is so far behind you guys. So it'll, it'll be like just as much of a round as that that Boondock song was. <laughs> Still not around. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. This is the big hit. This is the only top 40 song they had ever. And then, ironically, this Parliament song that it samples is also not available on most streaming services. I think because of the, I think it's Warner Brothers again. Aaron loves shit that he can't find. The yeah. Funkadelic, Edwin Bird song, and, and then Ohio Players all sampled on this one, right? Uh, I now, didn't know about the Ohio Players, but that's a good, good call. Guys, this was a song where they actually got nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Performance. So I thought we'd do a list of a list. all of them <laughs> that were nominated in 1990 for Best Rap Performance. Oh, oh, awesome. Nice. This is what happens when a dumb guy makes a list. Trip down memory lane. Oh, this will be fun. It's like, uh, myself and I. I saw the Grammy nomination. I was like, this is a list. No, there's oh nothing clever. Goodness. There's no connections. So Let's hear it. Beck will not be mentioned here. Nothing good. Now, listen, here's a weird thing. There was a Best Rap Performance in 1989, and there was one in 1990, and then there was not another until 2012. So we go right from these two winners that I'm going to talk about to uh, Jay-Z and Kanye winning the next two because they actually split this up into Best Rap Performance Solo and Best Rap Performance as a duo and then brought it together at the end. In the 1990 yeah. Grammys, one of the nominees was De La Soul for the song we just heard, which was... Me, Myself, and I. Me, Myself, and I. Okay, we, we heard Me, Myself, and I. For 1990. In 1990, right? The other song nominated was, again, Will Smith with I Think I Can Beat Mike Tyson. A song I have not heard ever. No, I don't know this one. I know it. This was definitely on, my, on the, the win amp that really whips the llama's ass when I was in college. Guys, this was a Grammy nominee song that you have never heard of from Will Smith. It's crazy. I mean, this I've, I've heard about Will Smith slapping, but this song kind of slaps, actually. like This one? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jeff could make it. I am going to say, anytime I think about Mike Tyson, there's only one person I can think of, and that is Russell. When we went to that party and all these women were there, and Russell, I watched Russell beat Mike Tyson on the Nintendo, and it was one of the greatest memories of my 20s ever. 007 5963. That's how you get to it. <laughs> but that night, I did it the old fashioned way, Rob. I, I did it raw. You no codes. I beat thing. the whole thing. Yeah. 
And the whole Rod. time he was yelling. He was <laughs> like, this is it. how you do it. <laughs> yes. Et cetera. I don't want to, I can't yell anymore or do stuff, guys, with my family no. around. Uh, <laughs> now, imagine you're at the Grammys and you're like, hey, what else is, beside that Mike Tyson song, what else is nominated? Well, of course, Funky Cold Medina. This is a Grammy nominated song. 9,000 times I mean, better than that DJ Jazz. It's a good song. Why are we mocking it? It was a good song. No, yeah, this is 9,000 times better than that Will Smith song. Yeah, I like this one. I mean, I like all these songs. I don't know about that. Tone Loke is so horny. He's the horniest guy I know. Every song is he's like, I got a women get him back to my crib. And then I give him this thing and then they want to bang me so bad. Oh, yeah, I'm Tone Loke. And again, I'm going to do this bit again. I've done it before. Tone Loke is in so many movies and it takes you out of a movie every time yes. he's in it. Cause he's always like, Hey, I'm detective Smith. And I'm like, no, you're tone Loke. I recognize that voice. <laughs> Would you like some of this funky cold Medina? Uh, the other song that was nominated fight the power probably should have won that year. Love it. Right. How does this not? I mean, this like it's so everything. funny to be like, who's gonna win? Funky Cold Medina or Fight the Power? <laughs> but then the crazy part is, guess what song did win? What's that? Yes, this is the grand professional rap someone to cure the lonely in condition. 1990. Young MC Bust a Move. It's a great song. I mean, you, Aaron, this I mean, song comes on and you're definitely. driving in your new car, you turn it off. Hell no. no. You're playing, you're cranking no. it up. Oh no. Again, do I know every lyric yes. to this song? Of course. Five yo yes. blowing. About the five yo Please, showing. Russell, don't rap along. I cannot do the editing. I just don't have it in me. Um, <laughs> plus, I would say it's a top three song about trying to get with a bridesmaid, I think. Now, you might feel bad because De La Soul did not win a Grammy at that point. But it turns out that they did in a they year did. that definitely I did write down somewhere and I don't have right now. With Gorillas, Feel Good Inc., this is True Goy on this verse, and this one, best pop oh, collaboration. I didn't know that. The best part of this jam is De La Soul. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't know this it's so good, song isn't here. it? Yeah, it's a fun now, song. Aaron. Fantastic. Wouldn't you say of all the lists I've done, that's easily a top five Rob list? That is one of the top five lists that you have Something done. About when I do podcast, lists, Rob, it's always like an it. hour 40 of recording when we're just dead. <laughs> that was fun. That's fun to go down nice memory tight lane. Too. We, got, we got in and got out for that list real nice. I don't know. It seemed to go on for a long time. I had to explain it quite a few times. Hey, Rob, Rob, if, if um, you leave your setup in tonight and anyone has to go in the bathroom, is there going to be an announcement that this is recording? This is recording. This is recording. <laughs> this is a recording. It's a jam, guys. This one throws back a little bit to, I feel like, to look more like 86, 87. You can hear like it came from out of the Marley Marl kind of. It sounds kind of like Rakeem, right? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I can do yeah. any. God, am I smarter? Am I kind of a hip hop head? We're all gonna give it to you. you We're all gonna give it to you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two <laughs> playing euchre. <laughs> Gotta get it. You don't get that reference. Get the fuck out of here. Don't do that. I can do anything. If I want to, I can jump off this building. All right, thank you. And Daisy, this is where this is where it's hard to get through the last ten minutes of the seventy-minute YouTube file. 
Well, and after, yeah, I mean, after you hear me right. myself and I, you're sort of like, well, I mean, <laughs> does it, it can't get better, right? It's fun. It's, I mean, it's the kind of thing that, yeah, like, if you could just put it on and hang out, you would do that. And, like, some of the stuff that's, like, not the greatest, you'd be like, that's fine. I'm, I'm vibing to this. But it's like, oh, I can only listen to this by truly paying attention. Different experience. We all know the point of music is to see what is good and what is bad. That's why we're going to the rating system. It's Aaron's favorite part. Oh, yes. It's science. It's time for the rating system. Russell's like getting ready to go with this rolling going. Better rating system. Rolling going. Rob's things still are making going his orgy face. <laughs> Rob's still like when Rob says it's time for the rating system, he, he makes that same face when he was fucking somebody real good. I don't know if I like that. Ooh, this is a rolling boat. Listen, <laughs> let's get into the rating system. Yeah, Russell's like it's going good in the real world. Uh, so. <laughs> we have a rating system here, okay? Is this album, De La Soul, Three Feet and Rising, by the way, named after a Johnny Cash song, got to give it some extra points for that, I think. Is this, does this deserve to be at 103? Oh, God, Rolling Stone, you did a great job. You can't find this album anywhere. You got to go like a, into Vivo or like whatever weird video sites. Like you got to bing this thing. Uh, it Does it belong at 103? It's perfect there. That is a rolling well toned, okay? Are there too many songs about dandruff? Okay, too much whispering, too much ASMR. We don't need it. Should be lower on the list, which of course we know what is, is a higher number. Okay, it's a lot like uh, the ratings on a bed on your Comfort Plus mattress. When you are turning that stuff down, the numbers go down. The mattress goes up because it's actually getting harder. That would be a rolling uh, groan. We do not like this album. It should be higher mm. than 103, lower on the list. Or is this a rolling? Bone, it should have been higher up. We should have seen this earlier. Listen, we've had Tribe. We've had... Uh, Outcast. Outcast. We've had Hip Hop. NWA. Outcast. We've had Wu-Tang Outcast. Clan. Wu-Tang. Yeah, we've had Wu-Tang. Shouldn't yep. this been higher up? If you one, think it think should be higher one. up, which of course is a lower yeah, right, number, kind of like the number of people on a trapeze. When you see a trapeze act, there's less people up in the air than there are down toward the bottom. That's where the crowd is. A lot like this, that would be a rolling... Boned. It should have been higher up. I'm confusing myself. This is such a waste of time. What am I doing with my life? I could be spending this time with my family. Uh, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Matt, what do you think? De La Soul, three feet uh, and I rising. Think your, one, your family appreciates you taking a little time away to, you know, get your creative outlets <laughs> off. And things like that. So I think I think it's okay. I think we're all doing the Lord's work here. That's true. Um, you know, at 103, I, I mean, I enjoy this album, right? And I think I like it. Again, I didn't really think about it till somebody asked, do you like gangster rap or do you like like the upbeat rap or what do you, you know, what do you like? I don't know. I mean, outcast, I think is my, uh, put them on the top of everything. And they're a little bit of mix of everything. Um, you know, so at one Oh three, I, I think it's rolling well-toned. Um, you know, I think you can hear where the influence comes in for the nineties and kind of things afterwards. Um, and so I think from a, from a perspective of how does this sit for influencing for what came after it and all that other good stuff. I mean, I think it's, it's at one Oh three. It's a, it's a good spot. So I'll say rolling well-toned. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned rolling bone or rolling groan? I thought there were some really fun beats and grooves on this one. Say no go. I know me, myself and I, I could listen to those over and over again. Admittedly the dandruff song and De La orgy or whatever that other one was just didn't do it for me. So those kind of brought it down a little bit. 
I think going back for me and maybe I just need to talk to whoever this guy in Kansas City is and get the hard the the vinyl of it or whatever. But it was just hard to listen to this song. And for me to go back and say, I'm going to re-listen to this over and over again on YouTube, it's probably not going to happen. But some of the jams were pretty awesome. So I'm going to say it's rolling well toned. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? Yeah, a lot of great stuff's been said. Uh, I'm with Russell. I will go back and listen to this when I can get a physical copy. Um, but otherwise, I don't know that it's uh, something I'd work through. Uh, this Maybe this is sacrilege. Lyrically, it still misses me a little bit. I, I didn't understand today until I read the Pitchfork review about all the slang they were making up. Um, and so I, I just haven't, it, that, that part of it hasn't uh, caught up, or I haven't caught up with that part of it. Um, the overall sound and vibe, the grooves, I absolutely love. And it's a really important album and a really important group. So I think it's, it's tough, isn't well it? Because if you get a time machine and go to 1989 and don't, don't tempt me. We're so, we're running so long. Don't tempt me. <laughs> you go back to 1989 and you listen to this, you might be like, well, this is, this is life changing. Whereas now, it, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of still 1989 for you. But unfortunately, you're all incorrect. Okay. Damn it. This is a what? rolling no frustration. Way. Frustration. Why can't we listen to this on Spotify yes. or Amazon music? Listen, there are like three fucking companies that own every piece of music. Now they've all gotten into conglomerations. You're telling me they can't work this shit out. Warner brothers can't just be like, yeah, everybody, guess what? We own all of you. We're going to do this. We're going to release it guys. This, I mean, if you had Van Gogh and you couldn't yeah. release some paintings cause he painted, you know, the turtles, like as a, I don't know, listen, I'm getting lost. I'm getting lost in the sauce here. What it's, turtles? It's insane. <laughs> like those little candies or the ninjas? Next up, we have an album. And I think so far, this is the only album where the title would also make a delicious dessert. Oh, really? Yeah. Think about this, Russell. You're going into a bakery. Okay. You've got your pizza. You're in, you're going into the bakery. Let's hear it. You get an order of sticky fingers. Oh. Doesn't that just sound delicious? Oh. I just, yum, yum, yum. Nice. And you would think I'd make a sick joke with sticky fingers. Guess what? I zigged. You zagged. I'm not going to bring up the fight we had about the track list on sticky fingers. Yes, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Next week. Beck did it better. Rob, you said sample so many times that I ordered a Perkins appetizer sampler. And unfortunately, I ate it all. So right now I feel like I'm roughly the size of a ball. 